0: Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight. Not this rubbish with Flaky Blakey.
1: Blake and the Pork Blake and the Pork
2: Blake and the Pork It's Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork
0: Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast, formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest storeroom. Buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal. Will we, Blake? No. And it's brought to you with the highly dubious support of The Greenhouse, the Raiders number one fan forum on the internet. Get online and get engaging. And also by the good people at Landspeed Records, come in and buy your LPs, your CDs, your T-shirts, your posters, and all your Audio Technica gear from people who love the Camber Raiders as much as you do. And if you're listening to this podcast, it means most probably that you love the Camber Raiders. or alternatively, uh, there are some serious issues. you stumbled upon it, and now you're curious. I don't know. Any other reasons, whatever. Usually we'd be bo- joined by our special guest star all the way from the West Coast of the United States, Matt Heather Locklear Le Neves, but unfortunately, the power's out.
2: Yeah, a, a car hit a power pole yeah. down the street and there's no power. And uh, yeah, it's a bit It's a bit like you know, Billy Idol. He's
0: been waiting around, waiting wait to get some power. Yeah, yeah. And it just, just hasn't happened. So. I don't think there is a favorite, more favourite grand final moment in history for me. And this takes over Angry Anderson and the Batmobile. Than. Um, better than Meatloaf? Op- yeah, much better. better. than the Optus Vision um, TV yeah, yeah, falling yeah, yeah. apart where yeah. the balloons came. I'll take them all over, over all of those ones because it was so hilarious. It came flying out in the hovercraft, came around and then couldn't play. <laughs> it was the best. It was hilarious. You know, um, uh, Andrew Voss is actually. So
2: it's, it's the 20th anniversary. That was the 2002 grand final between Roosters. Uh, the Roosters and the Warriors. Yeah. And it's the 20th anniversary of this year. And. and it hasn't got much momentum, I've got to say, this campaign, but maybe we can help it you know, our own little way yeah. to get Billy Idol back to play the grand final this year, oh. the 20th anniversary. How good would that be? But they've already got... They're who? They've got no. um, Amni Affliction or someone, haven't they? I have no idea. No, Parkway Drive.
0: Yeah, well... Parkway. I knew it 2000s... It's not a baby boomer band, so I'm not likely to know it. I'm not likely to know it at all. No. Um, but yeah, it's been a hell of a week. We've got some news. So, of course, Ricky's back as of today. He's back in the seat. He's yeah, I wonder how he feels about the side that was picked in his absence. Yeah, he he must have had no say in that. Side. No importance like, well, whatsoever. Know, yeah, it's, I don't know. You know. They just picked a team. And they picked a team. He's got to run with it. Yeah, he did, and it appears from that that Tarpano's ribs are okay, as are Adam Elliott's ribs as well. So that's pretty good. And on top of that, it seems that Elliot Whitehead has no charge to answer. Had no charge to answer. It was a funny one. It was an interesting tackle. I, I thought we thought it was a head slam, was what no. they were talking about. Well, they were talking a hip drop, but
2: yeah. They he was already on the. There was no drop. on the
0: ground. There was no drop. He
2: kind of moved him over his leg, and then Jamal Fogarty kind of pushed it at the same time, which made it look worse. But yeah, you, I didn't. You've really seen much, something did. similar to that a thousand times watching yeah, rugby yeah, league, yeah. and there's never been a charge. But obviously, we're in a current climate where there's yeah. a bit of hysteria
0: around hip drops, which is understandable. Right, but yeah. that that was yeah. I think that one could have been thrown away by the video review. I didn't even yes. think it was worthy of a penalty nah. myself, but you know, in the end, There's we won. Absolutely nothing. In it. But let's look at the dragon's wing. Um, There's a lot more news, man. There is a lot okay, more well, news. tell me yeah. what news you got then. Harry Rushton, I'm, he's gone. I'm pretty sure we did the Harry Rushton last week, but you know, I could be wrong. We've just maybe thought about. Yes, he he's gone. He's actually already left. He's left the country. Um, he's homesick. Um, the club wishes him well. Um, they completely understand his position. He's a young man. He's had a couple of. Of, of injuries coming through and he wanted to go home and see his family and you know what that's fine the rumour I've heard or the the news I've heard whether it's yet to be confirmed is he's going to Warrington no he's signed for Huddersfield three year deal
2: they're not a glamour club no like, he hasn't gone back to Wigan or or who would you say Warrington it's, it's yeah. Huddersfield a uh, uh, perennial strugglers.
0: The the source I had said it was probably a good thing that he was going there instead of back to Wigan because that's a spot where he might have been comfortable and it's good for him to extend him, himself because everyone has seen the first season he came we all saw something in him but this season He was unbelievable. Man. We've really seen him go and he's a real loss to the club because it's I huge. think not only was he a really awesome bloke but he had masses of upside both at prop and at 13 and you could see it and he had he a huge had motor. He had
2: size, Footwork, yeah, ability to ball play. Yeah. Like I said, um, I saw him in the game that he actually busted his jaw yeah. against North Sydney. Prior to that, he was going head to head with Matt Lodge. Yeah, wasn't shirking any contact for a minute. He no. had he had everything that you want in a young modern forward, and I thought that he was going to be you know someone who could have definitely played more first grade this year, but also was going to be an absolute key yeah, yeah to the team next year. Yeah, once you factor in the departures of, um. Adam Elliott yep. and Ryan Sutton, like he
0: was in the starting seventeen, no doubt about it. So we, it's, it's look, it's, I still have one, one last remaining vestige of hope in regards to Adam Elliott, and this is that if he signed a contract that's dependent on the current coach still being the coach. No, I can cling no. to, I can cling to that particular log <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the river, <laughs> oh, can't yeah, I, mate. No. I can cling to that log. He
2: thought that John Bateman was was a chance of staying when he'd already flown back to England, you know, it's 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 the pork dreaming again. No, he's gone. You got a
0: dream. You got a dream. What are you if you ain't dream? He's gone and, and why and do we even support this club if we don't dream? By yeah. like definition being a Raider supporter is a dream, isn't it? And um Millie is
2: already boils well, she's like the face of the Knights um women's team. So I don't think that he's 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 back flipping or or anything else. It's a it's a real shame and also not only you know he's a bit adamant, like we've diverged a little bit, not only has he been great on the field. You see all the stuff Oh, yeah, no. He does on the field. Whenever there's any um, of the um, guys with special needs visiting yeah. the club and stuff, he's always the one there front and centre and looking after them. And you just yeah, think, no, he's, what, what, he's a, what a fa- fantastic guy. And, you know, he came here, a lot of people were against um uh, Yeah, I wasn't sure. Signing.
0: I wasn't sure. Well... I think he, I think he's he's, oh, he's, more, he's more than paid us back. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I think we probably should have taken a bigger leap and rather than giving him a one with the potential of extension, we should have just signed him flat to a 2 at that stage because there was so much upside to him. Um and that's clear, but you know, ever since he signed with Newcastle, you cannot for one moment doubt his commitment to the club. He has put in everything. Like he's left everything on the field. It's 100% effort. He's just been just such a great Asset will be bad to go.
2: Yeah. Bad so so goes. speaking of missing missing forwards, we definitely, we discussed it last week, we've mm. missed out on another mm. um, player. Um, Hoskins from uh, the Broncos He's another second rower. Mm. He signed for Penrith. Right. So we've missed out on another one. So we, we're definitely in the market. Hopefully we land. Yeah, and unfortunately we were soon. looking
0: for some halves depth and I can confirm now that the club has ceased their interest in Jamin Salmon. Just dropped it off completely. Um, he He's off won't, He won't be at the club yeah. next year. He's off contract. He's uh, yeah, but he won't be at the club next year. Um, and uh, I, I, I checked whether there was any interest between the club uh, continuing talks with Ben Hunt, and both sides were very coy on that. Very coy on you know Hunt coming to the Raiders in the future. Very coy. You know, didn't get an answer yes or no. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, exactly that. He's re signed, I think, hasn't he?
2: He's re signed for the Dragons anyway. Well, maybe that's why they were coy. I don't know. Okay, you you lost me on that one. And then the other bit of news, (laughs) and this is actually some good news for a change. It's not all bad news here on Blake and the Pork. Xavier Savage has re signed till the end of 2025. Well, he hasn't actually, I don't think there's been an official announcement from the club as of yet, but it's been
0: widely reported and there's nothing. Well, I certainly talked to him at the the post match interview and he certainly didn't refute that he'd signed till then. Excellent. So yeah, what do you have to say? Because I could see you were interviewing. I was leaving the ground. I could see you interviewing. He was was mostly saying the game's only just ended and I'm out of breath while you're talking to me (laughs) straight away, which is like too bad, so sad, son. I'm coming to you because you had the best match of your career so far. Yeah, he was he was very good in that game. Yeah, he was he was um, uh, it was his best match. Um, I think to a large extent we won it on the back of his efforts. He really has come up. There's just massive upside to him. He's still got a way to go, but there's massive upside to him. And you can see it. The way he was chiming into the line, he was safe under the high ball. Yeah, he was really good under the high Fine ball. When come came this time, he didn't go in and get bumped off. He went in going for a bump to buy time, which is what he could do. And he bought the time that was yeah. necessary. Um, and that was, that was really good um the, the setup for the for rapina's try was great
2: he used his speed to get on the outside and then and then played a nice pass and then you know he also set up the hoppawati try which was a little bit fortunate that we got a try out of that um but from a kick and that's another you know mm. aspect to
0: his game we haven't seen before so I, mm. I, every week you know i think he's improving and the thing you remember i thought the vision he had and i think it was really the point in the match where we won the match or we got far enough ahead that we were not cruise control because grades can never, was when he got that ball and there was pressure on him, he got the pass to Hopoado and Hopoado made the break. Mm. That was really crucial because it was a risky move, but it came off. And when a young player needs to rise, they need to see the fruits of their risk. So they actually put that in their game and then it go into their shell. For Xavier to do really well, he needs to see risk come off. He needs to see that benefit and that will make him grow in confidence to try it. And you could see after that point, he became more and more dangerous. Yeah. Look, the other thing I'd say about him, uh, some people have been a bit critical of him, but I just, you know,
2: see the upside in in everything that he's doing. And, you know, he's not as good defensively as as Chance was, but, you know, he probably never will be. But the attacking upside... Is really there the speeds there i mean one of the things we've lacked in recent years
0: has been speed and now we've got some speed in the team it makes a huge difference yeah, um, yeah. And it's not just him either it's um timoko is um incredibly fast and when harley gets back on the field also incredibly fast These yeah. are quick players it's, it's young man's it's young man's spot the outside
2: backs um but the other thing I'd say about him is you, you got to remember with him, he basically went from playing
0: um, Jersey flag to first grade. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have, because there was no reserve grade last year. No, and, no. Then he, and that's it, the same with, with Trevelyan and, and Schneider. Yeah. They've basically gone from one to the other. They've had no in-between whatsoever. So I guess a lot of young players have in recent times. But it, it's
2: tough because you look at, in the past, someone like Xavier Savage, the main benefit of playing reserve grade is getting used to going up against men. Yeah, that's instead right. of boys and he's had to find that find that out the hard way mm. uh, in first grade you know in the toughest comp in the world mm. and look he's definitely he's definitely improved so it's good to see and I'm glad he's re-signed he's someone that you know potentially could have
0: been a target for a Dolphins or oh, something I, like think that. He, I think he is a ta- uh, he's a target for all those things and in the, in the interview I was doing with him he said he really does he hates the weather and he really misses his family you know yeah. it's one of the things he really said in, in those areas so and I think one of the things the club's really aware of is that because they know he's not up to a full season you know, at the back. They know he needs rest. Well, like we did with Bateman when we let him go home for that period for two weeks, there's got to be a, a time when you say, you know what, you're going to take that week off and you're going to go spend two weeks with your family here and you're going to go spend two weeks with your family there. So that's not as big an issue. Mm-hmm. And bringing them down frequently as well. And that's, uh, that's what they were trying to do with the English players make sure they could have their families come out, that they could go back on a regular basis to keep that done. And COVID just absolutely stuffed it. Well, this
2: segues to the Harry Rushton news. Now, is this the end of the English experiment? I mean, the way to go, you know, what I liked about Harry Rushton is we weren't trying to sign an established player with a big transfer fee. We were identifying, you know, a junior talent and trying to
0: develop them. But again, I don't think it's the end of the English experiment. What I do think is we have been one of the reasons why we're going to Northern England is because one of the few groups of people who play rugby league in the world who wouldn't see the weather and climate in Canberra as that I, much of a downside are people from Northern England. But yeah. the problem is they get out here and they think, well, I'm here. Why am I in the same place? Exactly. Sort of that's, that's
2: always been the argument. People have said, oh, we should sign POMs because they're used to cold, horrible weather. But it's like, surely the, every POM watches neighbours at home and away. They want to go live by the beach. You know the well, attraction for
0: neighbours isn't by the beach. Oh
2: whatever, <laughs> I don't know those shows. Um, but no, of course you don't. But the the attraction of you know you playing in Sydney if, if you're like a, a Sam Burgess is
0: you finish training you're down at Coogee Beach. You know. Oh yeah, no, no, and I'd see that, and that's that's the thing. But you you'll look and see that Tommy Leroy Lars when he was here loved it because he'd go fishing and he could have it his property. And Elliot's doing, Elliot Whitehead's doing the same thing. There are things you get here that you don't get in other oh, places. For sure, for sure. And that's always been. The, the people always th- go about the weather because it is stinking cold and horrible yeah. in that regard but actually here you can live outside the town and be in to the town within 45 minutes you know like whereas if you're you know a Penrith player that happens to you know want to live by the coast you can be in traffic for an hour and a half either way Yeah. you know and, and that is a, a massive upside but you've got to get the right player who's coming for the right reasons it can't just be about I want to live here and I want to do this that can be part of it it has to be. Oh, of course, I see it. this team and I want to achieve something, and that's why Josh Hodgson came here. Yeah, that's why he came here because oh, John Bateman, he saw the beach. He wanted to, you know, just prove himself. He, in the NRL. he wanted to prove himself, and that's the same with Elliot Whitehead. The problem is, the COVID went wrong. Things started falling apart. I don't think it's the end. We just have to say, well, we've got to get back on that horse. Yeah. So the recruitment is going to be there. We still need to pick up our juniors we still need to do good identification and bringing in of juniors I think probably our biggest challenge at the moment is the replacement of Peter Mulholland yeah the most important vacant position isn't any of the back row positions not anything in the halves it's that position there that needs to be filled by the right person someone who's really got their finger on the pulse and there's there's people around out there that can do it but we've been chastened by the English thing being difficult also by going the South Logans that also coming down on us yeah So we have to do it in a way that's sustainable within our region, but it has to be built upon the back of taking a risk of, you know, when we brought Josh Hodgson in, he was somebody, but not really anybody. C.S. Oliola was the journeyman coming back. Who really knew who Elliot Whitehead was? No. You know, we took a punt on Blake Austin because no one wanted to, and for a couple of seasons that came up right. Jordan Rapiner was cutting hair looking for a contract. Things came together, and we built them together. You know, uh, half of me still regrets the fact that Aiden Caesar's not here because while Aiden had some shortcomings, absolutely. Aiden was a a good halfback. He was a solid halfback. He got us to a grand final. He did, and he was a good, and, you know, like, I'll I'll always remember that. And that match at Shark Park where he got those three field goals, you know, he won us a couple of matches. Yeah. He did. Where it he, was broke,
2: there. Uh, he broke he um, broke Paul Gallan's heart that day. He did. He and, did. and but if there's a heart you'd like to see
0: broken, well Paul Gallan's is I always like Paul Gallan. The man <laughs> you would. But he always you said, would. Paul Gallan always told Dale us Dale Cherry Evans. you would No no no. But Gallan, yeah, he was all of those things, but he never tried to tell us he no, it's wasn't. That's true. true. He was always upfront about who he was and there's an integrity to that, you know? It's true. I'd prefer that to a person who smiles and says their shit doesn't stink. And acts like they're all wonderful. Yeah, and behind the says, scenes, says a they're, they're, they're wonderful, yeah. God-fearing Christians, yeah, yeah. and, and then, then they're throwing then, up gang signs. Yeah, throwing gang yeah, signs and supporting people who yeah. shiv stuff. No, give me Gallon over that every any day of the week. You know, he had there was integrity to it. And you know what? Daly is a really nice bloke. Uh, he just is. He's a I good. Find, di- I find him disingenuous. I find. I, I, abso- I, find I absolutely Paul
2: Gallen, don't. While I find Paul Gallen, uh, uh sort of unabashedly, you know. He is I find daily uh, cherry Evans and always have found him
0: disingenuous anyway. He's not, um, but look, talking about genuine, I want to raise a certain person who's just come back from a long term out or a medium term out, lost a bit of weight, and has come back and once more is looking great in big red. Crazy horse, big horse. Great to see him back. Not only is it great to see him back, I've talked to him a couple of times, he's awesome. Like, yeah, well, I had that. I've posted that clip before where
2: his voice. We've discussed this in the podcast before. Yeah, yeah His <laughs> voice does not fit his no,
0: his but, persona at all. But what I'm saying, he's just a really nice bloke. Like he's just like he's he's good value. But what I want to highlight in that match when Finay went through and yeah. all hell was going lo- going loose. Did you see his chase? Yeah, he came from marker. But,
2: uh, and he, he chased the whole he way. He
0: ran as hard as he bloody well could. Yeah. And he was there in time to plug holes in it. Like, it was magnificent, Chase. It's the sort of thing that Craig Bellamy will show people again and again on do TV. You know, it's the sort of thing that Ricky will show in the, the video review. And he will refer to
2: as the Dean Lance play. That's what they're all about at the rate. It's the mm. Dean Lance play, which is, you know, most people don't remember Dean Lance. I do. You do. Ricky Stewart does. Mm because he was the unsung hero of you know the 89 grand final and he got actually got dropped in the lead up to yeah, yeah. No, he was the captain got dropped in the lead up to the grand final and then made his way back into the yeah into And the then grand Brad final. said Do you he Lance, said thanks you're the captain. captain yeah and it's actually <laughs> Melvin Ingres the captain that yeah, yeah.
0: day Yeah yeah Brad's but you know he was a good captain and that was the great thing about the 89 side there were a lot of captains in that side you know Mel ultimately was the captain but you know yeah. he he was he was a good he was good what we're saying, days. anyway,
2: Big Red should be, he should be as much of a cult hero yeah. as the club has ever had. I mean, I put him up, I, when I was back in the, the sort of mid-2000s and stuff, me and my friends would be there, we'd be chanting Wayman, we'd be chanting Tungy. Yeah, yeah, People should be chanting for, Crazy for Big Red, horse, especially Big when Red. he's warming up on the sideline about to go on. Like He should be the player that when he goes on, comes on, the whole crowd
0: should just lift because he's the sort of guy too that he would be inspired by that. Yeah. And, and, but he's just, he's, he's, and he's exactly in that Mick Wayman, but I think he's better than Mick Wayman was. Um, he's, there's more strings to his body. He's, got a, more, to he's got a bit more football. Don't get me wrong, I loved Mick. Mick Wayman was incredible. And if, for those of you who haven't seen, they have moved it um, down to the Oval named um, after him, down at Maria. But ah, it's it, a, isn't it, Named after his father, his, his father's grandfather. over, yeah, yeah.
2: Ac Wayman or something,
0: yeah, yeah. But if you get a chance to go down and see the statue they erected in Maria to Mick Wayman, go see it. It is, it is wonderful. It is wonderful. Every time I see it, it put a smile <laughs> five miles wide on my face because not only he was a top bloke, he he wasn't easy on the eyes, and no, that that, that statue really <laughs> brought that to life. They did it really well, and you know what? I love that he's got a statue because he bloody deserved it. But anyway um the has got heaps of statues they're up and down the main street not like that one no. that was the best i loved it um but that was a highlight of the game for me um i thought the the attack was still poor i think in general the organization the attack was poor there were some you know, really bad moments we got the charge down try yeah which was basically rhino coming through and putting on good pressure it was the result of a really good set in which, which right we had them. yeah we'd we pinned them down and uh-huh. Rhino was right on top of that. And the second person behind him was another Raider as well. I, couldn't, I can't remember who it was. But if Rhino hadn't got it, there was another person with him. Um, and then Wolford kicks that ball through for Hudson Young, which, you know, no one was expecting that. And yeah. that's why that one went through. So those are two of our four tries. You got the Hoppuado try straight that was after very lucky. half time but Hopper
2: had a, I thought had, had another game.
0: good game. Uh, and I'm I'm sad to actually see him out of the side. I yeah. think he's really earned his spot. But they had the worst start to the second half they possibly could, kicked the ball out on the full, and then um we scored a try. I mean, in the first minute of, you know, either end of the each half we managed to score a try, and that's really where St George lost the game. Um, But our our attack just wasn't that structured. The best most team try was the Rapana try. Yeah. That was the one. And that was Javier coming in. Are we going back to Rapana, are we? Everyone's changing their pronunciations again.
2: Rapana, sorry. Do you know Nick Chotrich is now back to Kotrick? Is he? Yeah. Why is he not Chotrich anymore? Because I think people were just butchering it. So he's like, trust me, I've, I've... I Schottage. feel his pain. I've, I've had my name mispronounced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, he's just like... Balaka. It? it said yeah. Balaka, <laughs> That is correct. Where <laughs> is Balaka at?
0: Um, but the, the attack wasn't structured. And that, that that was the thing. And Fogarty and Jack are just lacking control and authority. And that's the thing. They Do you really know the moment?
2: Didn't... Like There were a couple of times when the ball um, just got passed and just fell and went behind everyone. Yeah. There were a couple of moments like that. And the other one that really got to me was um, at the end of the first half. When the obvious thing to do was to to take the field goal, take a one, yeah, and Fogarty was out the back ready for it, and um and Tommy Starling just like passed the ball to Adam Elliott, who was just looked completely confused that he suddenly had nothing to
0: do now. Yeah, but the other one, this was the thing where it comes down to Jack and Jamal. When we were after Amon scored his third try and we were six points up, we're down on their line, we're down on their line with four. Tackles up our sleeves and Jack or Jamal has to call for He's a back. bloody field goal. He's here. Okay, so Matt, welcome to Heather Lockley and Matt Lenevez all the way from the West Coast of America. How are you, Matthew?
3: I'm good. G'day, folks. Sorry okay. that I'm late. I've been dealing with a blackout that's been going on all afternoon into the okay. night, but I'm here.
0: So, we, Amon's just scored the try. We're down Which in front one? of post, uh, the post. <laughs> the third one, when they got back within six points. We're down on attacking their line right in front. With We've got a six again. We've got four tackles. And neither Jack nor Jamal get it together to put a field goal over. There's four minutes to uh, go, yeah. put a field goal over. And the that game happened twice. Yeah, that happened in twice the first in that half, game. In the first it half, yeah. It
3: happened in the first half, obviously, when Adam Elliott got in the way. But, I mean, I watched that game again today. But did he
0: get in the way or did Starling pass it to him? Well, Starling's
3: his pass isn't the greatest right and what I was really impressed with um you guys might have already gone over this but with uh, Zachy Wolford's pass especially his right to left which should be his dominant but he actually that very first try that we scored where Wolford kicked it he passed one so far out in front of Jack that he forced Jack to run onto it and then the next pass Emre Gula did this nice little um in and away at the line like a papaliti kind of late Mm, foot shuffle mm. and then the quick play the ball allowed for Wolford to get out for that kick but Watching that game a few times now, I really thought we were dominant. It was one of the—I can't remember the game yeah. that was earlier in the year, but we we looked comfortable. We looked like you know we we just wanted to score through the power game. And Shane Flanagan, was commentating on the Fox broadcast noted you know noticed it twice how we just tried to go through really simple one out passes just outside of the first half and then just outside of the second outside of those two sets of six i was really happy with the way that we played in many respects you know mm. there was a couple of sets of six at the back end of the game that we probably could have been a little bit more dominant with uh, you know we we didn't really set up the fourth tackle for a good fifth tackle option with the kick and He got caught down the short side but Wolford made a couple of mistakes at a dummy half. Yep. Starling made a couple of mistakes. But that particular set of six was, to your point, Pork, awful. Yeah. Awful.
2: Like almost season-definingly awful. Yeah, not, yeah, all you yeah. needed to do was set it up. and Because if we'd lost if, the match... Was that the one where Jack kicked it dead or was it a
0: different one? Oh, no, it went dead and they got a seven-tackle yeah. set. And, and, and he just booted it, it like in. into the back fair, almost up to Laurie's lane. Yeah, it all it needed was yeah. a field goal and... You know and then the
3: next set we had down there we had that kick where they caught it on a quarter just inside and they had that set of then, six
0: where and then moga scores and then yeah. you know and fortunately um, Lomax missed the kick but it looked good off the boot yeah you know, I don't know how much it missed by but it looked good off the boot and had they caught up to that they almost certainly would have won it and yeah, it just it just would have been it would have been bad. But yeah. you know, at the end, I um, actually, I'll get to that a, a later point. So I I really had big raps in that match on Adam Elliott. Emre Gouler, I think, has really come back. What? That was his worst game since his
2: Adam come, Elliott. No, Emre Emre. Really? Did really? I saw. The, the, Apart from that one good run that Matt mentioned, he barely ran the ball. Every time he was always the shift man. No, but it was every defense. single time he's, he's was, got a good pass though. I, I noticed yeah. that he's, he's got a really. He's got a crisp pass. He only ran. He took like five carries for like 50 metres or something. I really like the way he's come back. I thought Papa had his best game for a long to time. To be honest with you, uh, we'll get yeah. to the team list, but I thought if there was someone who was going to drop out on, after the weekend, based on the, the game on Sunday... I thought that Emery would be the one dropping out for for the return of Tarpany. but but go on, sorry. Yeah. Papa was great. Papa was oh, has been already, good. We've already talked Pupa's about been how good, good horse was with yeah. his chase. Papa was his very efforts. good again, and he was and I sort of wrote him off a little bit after that third of State of Origin, yeah. but he's he's come back he's, strongly, he's which is good. good to see. He was
0: probably our best against the Panthers as well. Yeah, and um, Hudson Young was also great, but I, I really thought the standout and the, the getting the twenty dollars Raiders review with Blake and the pork man of the match uh, was Javier. Yeah, I first
2: time, first time winner, first time. Maybe winner. he'll be the first person to Maybe come down if first time and pick it up. So Harvey, <laughs> what you've
0: got to do is come down here and see Cranky Byron and say, Cranky Byron, there's a twenty dollar voucher under the under the thing for me, and he'll say, Who are you? No, he won't. He'll know who you are, Harvey. Yeah. So come down and get it, and you can pick up Joey Tarpanay's two thousand dollars worth of vouchers mm-hmm. while you're here. I already he donated he that game, money didn't to he? the to Ricky Stewart um, Free ricky fund. Yes, I hope you all donated money to the. Did you? Uh, yeah, of course I did. Shows your receipt.
3: All right, I'll show you thinking I don't
0: have to One of the good things
3: I guess that we've had with Javier happening is he's always had that high ceiling, right? He's always had that upside, but it's the floor that we've been worried about, you know, yep. those defensive lapses and stuff, but that consistency in his games getting slightly stronger every single game, that mm. his base is his base is good, you know. And that's kind of what you want in a fullback. You want someone that you know you can depend upon that can actually um Count numbers be there defensively. His positioning was great. You know the difference between his positioning um, and his ability to to really get some quick meters on kick returns in that first ten yards compared yep. to say Rap of the week before was phenomenal. And yeah, yeah. and it, the, the, you can tell that the side they benefit off that. They, they having a bit of pace just makes a massive difference. And that uh, set yeah. of six, that set of six that he set up that try for Rapener in the corner, he was involved three times. Yep, and it's it's arguably the best little passage of play the best set of six that he's ever had for the Raiders he's had yeah. great plays I he's think had great
0: arguably I think it definitively is and that's when yeah. I saw it I thought because the two things he did leading up to the last one he did a fantastic that was a fantastic pass when he came in and did that pass yeah. it was fantastic but I actually think the two things he'd done before that were on par with it and yeah, that yeah he was, was involved three times in that it, set and that's and just was,
3: that's that's fantastic as a fan
0: it really was it was really 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 good to watch that so I was very happy with him but you know, when you get that extra 10 or 15 metres coming off that kick return, it allows your centres who are coming back more time, you, you know, to get in position to do the next run and all be better. And your forwards don't have to come back as far. And it makes a difference across yeah. the field, just across the field. A huge difference. It um, um, but yet, in general, it was a good match. I, uh, there was plenty of upside for it. I really hated the fact that we looked like we might have choked at the end. But I, I agree, in general... I, after the first five minutes where we were in charge, they came back and sort of controlled the match for the next 20. But after that, I really thought, with the exception of their two tries right at the end, we controlled the match. We did. So, there was and a we, really flat spot in the second half.
2: We were up by 12, and it was just kind of... The game was fading, fading, yeah, yeah. fading. And we really needed to score another try to put it away then. Or just but just the two points or one, whatever. Yeah, but then the Dragons came back, and then it's...
3: When they chanced their arm, they kicked on the second and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, that's that's the it... danger
2: of playing these teams now, though, and Newcastle exactly. this week. And you know, when it's the Warriors, they can just throw the ball around because they've got nothing to lose. So exactly, yeah.
3: One of the things that I did like that we tried, I mean, and it didn't necessarily pay off because maybe our attack in the red zone could be a little bit more dynamic. But maybe you know, you know, well, 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 maybe that, oxygen's that... important for
0: life. <laughs> no, they, they
3: kicked to savage, that and kick into the grandstands.
0: Oh, maybe the power's gone out. He was there, people. Oh, he was. Right. Can you hear me? I'm here. Yeah, no, he's back. The power hasn't gone out. We thought we'd lost him. Um, no, that, that kick to Savage
3: uh, on the left-hand side is a play now. Like, that's what we tried to do against the Storm, and he, and he bobbled the ball. But yeah. apart from a little bit of a little bit of a conservative attacking play inside the red zone, we really stuck to our structure pretty well. Like, kick early, kick to corners, and dominate with defence. We dominated them with our defence up until the point when they decided, you know, well, let's just throw it out and whatever happens. And that's, you know, ultimately we want to be able to be a side that can get in the grind and back out of fence because we we don't have, you know, the monsters. We don't have those sort of players that we're just going to risk it the entire time. And we tried that earlier in the year with our second phase. So I'm, I'm kind of glad with the way that the boys are sticking to their structures. Fogarty's playing better every week. I feel like... I feel like we're going to win every game this year but I still feel like we might come short unfortunately but yeah. um I think if we win all four,
0: if we win the remaining 3 games we will make the 8. I don't know who's going to drop out. We have 3. Yeah, if we win our, if we win them I think we'll make it whether it's gonna be the Broncos or the Roosters or possibly the Eels to drop out, although I do know Mitch Moses is back, so I doubt it will be It's dead. not gonna
3: be the Roosters, man. And the no. Eels have got an easy run. So it's it's the Broncos or nothing, it's I, the, it's think. The Broncos, yeah, exactly. I think.
0: And and that means that this weekend with the Broncos we need them to drop the match. And it's a hard one to even imagine they will drop. Um They're playing the storm. Yeah, but they're playing the storm at home and the storm is weakened. Storm's yeah, got a phenomenal record against Broncos in in Queensland. Ten straight well, or something. Is well, there. so yeah, the, yeah. they've got to play the Storm this weekend. Then at, again at home they play the Eels. We've got Mitch Moses back, so maybe they'll do it. Eels, Eels have a pretty good record up there too, or they did. And then they finish, and this is what we're dependent on: the Dragons down there in at Coggera. Um, they come home with that, and that really will depend on uh, you know Benny Hunt really wanted to shove it up them, and he may want to do that. They, but they they
3: win one and we win three, then we equal points, right? I think so. But yeah,
0: and then it, and then it's going to come down to whether we win by crap. twenty, which we just don't do. We, like win we by 6 two. We're not going to win anything by more than twelve points, that, and that's just the reality. We're going to win everything, but under yeah, we're two not. Tries.
2: We're we're like a hundred points behind them. I can't. We all know.
3: <laughs> we all know as Raiders fans. We all know that we are going to be the first side in a decade to win that many games and miss out, and also. Yeah. We're going to look back on that night's that um, Warriors and that Dragons game, and you and know the Broncos and me. the Broncos game. Yeah. yeah, but the Broncos game we lost. the The other two, the ref screwed us. You know, like we got an, we got we literally got an apology from the NRL. Oh,
0: the Warriors game, they begged us to win that game. They begged us to win that game. We threw it away. That was entirely our fault. I will never blame. There was dodgy stuff in there. No questions asked. Matty
3: Lodge said he laid down two days later. He did. Like he, he admitted. Did. It. He did. But so we should know. have
0: had that game done and dusted well before that point. The fact they were still in that at that point is a complete. No, I get that. Against us. No, uh, we, I get that. We blew that match. But... We blew. I, no, I hear what you're saying. We blew it. Yes, we were robbed in the Dragons one, although we played like crap in that. The Broncos one. We should have done it, Disappointing. but we, did, we yeah. didn't. have it. Those are the three matches you look back on and say we blew it. Um, but I still believe we can win these three and get in. And I think if we get in in that without without tails up, there's a possibility we can get to the third. You know, we can get back to a prelim if, if we could just. And then once you're there, who knows what's going to happen? We don't know what's going to happen. But who does, but who with does Henry. eighth play fifth? Uh, I don't remember who yeah. was going to do that. It, it, it's going to be a Parramatta or a Melbourne or a or a uh, <laughs> or <Rabbit-O's>. uh, <laughs> None of them are easy. None of them. Are easy. I, I think the top four is pretty much set. I don't know which order they'll come in. Penrith will come first, but I think South Sydney is the only one that's below them. I think can push them push their way in yeah. to the top four. Yeah. Parramatta now Moses back could do it.
3: Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I personally think it's either Penrith. Mm. I, think it's be, I think it's roosters. Roosters look
0: sharp to me. The roosters or see. Souths? Now I think Souths can come back and do it. Could could? I think I think, uh, I think the Souths. Cowboys. Could do it. I think will fall short. Hey, you know who so, don't know. You know who's got some really
4: crappy opinions? Danny Stewart. <coughs> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, half brother of a uh, camber coach, Ricky Stewart. <coughs> Uh, now, what a lot of performance that was against the uh, Dragons on Sunday. Uh, uh, gutsy, uh, determined, uh, ruthless, clinical. Uh, all words I'd associate with that uh, stunning performance. <coughs> uh, now, I've never been more convinced of a uh, Raiders Premiership uh, than after watching that game. It was a famous win. Uh, <coughs> and if it didn't serve notice to the uh, other teams around us, in and around us on the 8, uh, I'm not sure what will. Look out, Roosters, we're fucking coming for you. (coughs) Uh, Famous victory, Uh, and in regards to that, uh, uh, all that hullabaloo at the end there, all that bullshit uh, uh, St. George carrying on there at the end there, uh, fucking get over it. (coughs) Uh, We were stuffed over earlier in the year, and it was not an issue anyway, because uh, uh, if you've got two eyes and you uh, watch the game back again, you'll see that it was clearly full-time when the uh, supposed indiscretion occurred. So, uh, fair play, get over it and get on with it. <clears throat> now, in regards to the uh, crunch game against the high-flying Knights on uh, Sunday, uh, we've got to be wary, if we're not in our game, uh, the likes of uh, uh, Phoenix Crossland, uh, Tex Hoy, uh, Christian Mapapalangi, and uh, Fe- oh, I already mentioned Phoenix, uh, but that's how good he everywhere. But uh, if we're not in our game, uh, those blokes will uh, absolutely tear us a new one. They can play footy. <clears throat> uh, so we've got to go up there with the... Uh, Uh, right mentality right attitude if we do that we'll walk away with the two points and uh, uh, get another step closer to that uh, inevitable 22 premiership Uh, so onwards and upwards uh, we're still looking for a shot and uh, go you uh, green machine
0: well maybe not crappy but I mean I don't know I mean how would you even quantify that
2: better than his brother no
0: his brother's (laughs) half brother
2: His half-brother. They're still unconfirmed half-brother. We're still waiting on
0: the results of the DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's One's right. from
3: Queanby and one's from... Captain's Flat. Un...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know, there has been some things that have annoyed me. And you might say, they ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And you know what grinds my gears, Blake? Uh, general admission ticket prices for uh, 11-year-old kids at Canberra Stadium. Yeah. COVID-19 mandates. That that does grind my gears, bloke. That really does. I, I think $30 for a kid when we're trying mm. to bring the next generation through. Yeah, that's a bit well, higher. It's, 20, it's $25 plus uh, yeah, handling
2: so, convenience fees or whatever. But yeah, I took Next two of, generation under 12. Like, it I took be two like of Eddie's mates. Bucks. Yeah,
0: it back, cost me sixty bucks, and I'm try, just trying to convert them to become Raiders fans. Back when I was a young'un, back when I was a young'un, when I used to go out to Seaford Oval, and you go down, you walk down from Wheat, you know, the West Belconnen Badlands and Watangra, down to the old Belconnen and interchange, and you would buy there your ticket to the ground and your return bus entry. And I believe, for me, at that stage, and I was twelve years old, um, it cost me eight dollars. Yeah. And today's money, that's like. 25 bucks, and that's your transport. I'm just going to it just it take them just to reserve grade games at um, West Bell and just yeah, tell them it's a five bucks. This five is the race. Yeah, yeah, this this yeah. oh, where's, where's Jack White? No, he's anyway, injured. This is what grinds my gears. Just getting back on the thing. What grinds my gears? Ricky's done his time. He's paid his 25 grand. He's taken his week off. He, he's been forced into shame. We've still got people coming back who think he should be bowed and in trouble for the rest of his life and, and apologetic and, you know, like a beaten dog in this. Sorry, guys, 25 grand and a week off is the punishment.
2: That's it's, the way it's, it goes. It's
0: no coach has ever been in the NRL has it's, been punished as severely for anything. For anything. It is the most yes. full-on, when he's been made to pay for it, it is the most full-on punishment that's ever happened. If you want more than that, can I suggest you take your ideas, print them on a pineapple, and shove them up your ass? Because it grinds my gears. We haven't we haven't had a print them on the pineapple for a long time. Well, I agree. This is a, Matthew. This is a perfect opportunity for printing on the pineapple. Wouldn't you agree?
2: Is that I on know, the bingo?
0: I don't think it's on the bingo card.
2: As
1: far
3: as like everybody listening to this has heard enough of you know they're. Everybody a fan. Well, they're exactly that's on the big day card. They're, they're drunk uncle complaining about Ricky. If you know a Parramatta or a Sharks fan, you know enough people complaining about Ricky. And I mean, I, I, it's I thought it was ridiculous that he was given the week ban. Maybe you know just the game day would be sufficient, but yeah, you know he got the whole week and he's he's and you know Channel Nine is still trying to run it out. Danny Widler, who's a fucking germ, he came out and you know basically tried to. You've never said. Hey, saw, hey,
0: hey, 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 hey! If you're going to talk about Danny Widler. Can you use worse terms than germ I, oh my god mate. Have, you guy, have you ever seen a you ever seen
3: a guy do an interview but make sure that the microphone is in his camera frame so he has to be in the shot it's just the ego on that fellow is out of control but
0: I, I don't mind ego in there i just actually want to have some sort of oh, he's a feeling pest. that he's he liar. loves the game if, no, a a i want to feel like they love the game not they love their role in the game yeah exactly but no i
3: it's, he, he served his time we won which is great we probably should have I, I was looking forward to that kick on at the end of the game where we probably should have won by 25 or 30 or 56 You mm, know,
0: that's what I liked 56 um, would have been awesome you
3: know we're now coming up against the Knights there yep. in turmoil and you know I, I mean, we'll get to the I, I guess you've gone through the news and all that but we'll we get to the, the team list soon and
0: we will we will but um, kind you of, know, maybe it's time yep. if we're talking about things that you know are crap we could talk about oh, Arse Clown of the Week And, of course, this segment comes to you uh, courtesy of our great sponsors, Raiders Plumbing. Uh, If you want uh, arse, you want arse crack, and there's no better place to get arse crack than Raiders Plumbing, and they might even fix your plumbing. So get on to the boys there. Look, my arse clown of the week is Brenton Speed for going on about that should have been a penalty in the last play there's a whole narrative did, about did, that. Did yeah. he not actually look that the second effort came in after the siren yeah. went? <laughs> it's, the whole thing's ridiculous. Like, people go, oh, it's,
2: it was, it's just... It's so ironic. It's just like, you know, what happened when we played them. It's nothing like it at all. Nothing in if the If you actually no. look at when um Hardaway and Ira tackled him, there were two seconds left on the clock. Yeah. So, what, because there's the last two seconds he's supposed to get off him immediately? Spring off
0: him, yeah. In spite of the fact he's just done a 60-beta chase yeah, downfield. He,
2: he got up, so... He tackled him, there's two seconds left, and the siren blows, the whistle, the referee blows the whistle, end of the game. The average play-the-ball speed in that game is four seconds. Yeah. So it shouldn't have to be but, half as much because it's the last second. Yeah. Uh, but, but not sure. just
3: that. We found earlier in the year that the, the video ref is counting down the clock inside the ref's ear, and Graham Annesley came out and explained that on Monday that the clock had wound down, well wound down. Like There was no chance that there was even to play the ball, and yet, you know, my ass clown just backing off. I was, I was a bit pissed off with um, the Fox commentators, Flanagan, and then um, Braith and Nassa jumped on on the Super Saturday and he was all over it. He was like, oh, that should have been a penalty. That should have, should have, should have, should have, should have. It's a square up. But my ass clown is, um, as always, Buzz Rothfield jumped on 360 two days later and crapped on about it was a square up and the referees colluded to give it to yeah. him. And to Braith's credit, Braith said, no, he listened to Annesley's explanation and they looked back and he looked at the clock and it was completely valid. And like you said um Blake they're not even the same. Like one was three infringements before the siren and a referee that was too nervous to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one was a referee making a decision that 50% of the fans didn't enjoy, but it was the right decision. So Yeah, You know, all all of these people saying it was a square up and they deserved it and blah, blah, blah. Anyone that I know that's a neutral that's reached out to ask me and I've said exactly that, they agree. Every neutral that I know agrees. My my thing about Buzz
0: Rothfield, in what other industry could you accuse someone publicly of collusion? in that area and it's not, not even the get, same ref and not get your ass suit off it's not even the same it's no, not even the same
2: referee basically
0: just said they've cheated you've said on air that that person is a cheat
2: and to what end yeah i know what end to what end
0: yeah exactly oh it's just to,
2: anyway, to, who's, who's who's your well i've got a whole bunch of us so i've got them i've got, plan, them, I've I've the way got way. them just coming out of everywhere but um we sort of touched on it briefly before but the manly seven the guys oh, yeah. they're so Deeply religious and oh, yeah. moralistic that they they're couldn't wonderful. possibly wear a jersey with a few rainbow stripes no. on them. Have now come out during the week and they've thrown up buddy gang signs, gang signs. To, yep. to, to support their mate who literally stabbed someone in the back. Have you seen the security footage? He climbed over a fence with a cu- with a sling in his arm to go in there and buddy stab someone in the back. It's, it's just
3: And if you go back through if you go back through this year's kind of Canberra history, Tom Fernick comes out. And talks about Manly and how they've hitched their club to the Blacktown Juniors and how, yeah. after that, well, that's that where all incident, these good players come
2: from. They're not exactly they're Manly so after, Juniors, but they're not from. Manly. They're not.
3: So after that incident that happened at Connon where someone jumped over the fence and punched, was it a, was it a fan? Spectator. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Um, Don came out and said, "Look, there's 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 an issue with some of the Sydney clubs, and specifically there's a couple that have actually kind of." he didn't say it but sold their soul and you can clearly tell that manly is that club you know yeah. and, and now you've got players throwing up gang signs after someone's just been found guilty for stabbing someone at a church it's completely ridiculous man and i i've got friends that are manly fans and you know they're they're kind of stewing because they their clubs
2: can you imagine weird... though this is hey? that they've been warned about this before there needs to be some serious repercussions and punishment for this. Can you imagine if the, um, if in the the NFL people were throwing up gang signs? How they oh. come down in, in the states, Matt?
3: No, they'd be they'd be cooked. Yeah, they'd be they'd be done for the year. You know, it's that's where I guess the NFL's got it right. Is there's so many things wrong with the NFL? Don't get me wrong, but they're so clear in their judgments when it comes to what's right and what's wrong. You know, like you might be able to argue a fumble or a, a catch rule but there when they come down the hammer comes down so hard that there's almost no way to argue it yeah um,
2: there's no grey areas or mm. not
3: really i mean clearly there's still some stuff going on don't get me wrong you know like deshaun watson and you know there's there's all these appeals and stuff going down over here but when it comes to things like that they just don't put up with it because the brand is so important and that's what's interesting about what manly have been going on about is like you said you know that manly seven that talk about you know it's it's they, they can't wear this jersey because it's it goes against what they believe in and yet you know two weeks later they're throwing up gang signs you know, gangs that are killing people it's yeah. fucking nuts man well,
2: gang, yeah, the gang crazy. scene in sydney is not
0: getting better no
2: it's you not. know and but the last I thing mean, you like, want is
0: people to be like you can be so religious and people have said this before but they're picking and choosing i'm pretty confident i'm pretty confident that jc threw the money lenders out of the out of the temple and yet it's points bet stadium, and they're happy to play in it. Yeah. You know? So, you know, what are you following it? If you're just yeah. going for Leviticus, then are you really a Christian?
2: Moving on to my next Ask Clan, I've told you I've got a whole... I've All got right, a whole go, 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 it's, go. It's, it's, it's the most popular segment of the show. This is the extended edition of Ask Clan. Corey Norman. You've seen what's happened to Oh, there? my goodness. He's gone the hopper, He's gone the ho- He's ins- digitally inserted his finger, well, he's inserted his digit up someone's anus yep. in the Super League. Nice. He's been banned for eight weeks. Um, that's it. Why would you... What is the possible appeal or attraction or I don't understand. Maybe thought the guy he's tackled was a mule. That's yeah, the only thing I've, I can got no idea. With. So he's, play, he's been playing for Toulouse, which is the second... Or his no, mate. Yeah, he's been yeah, playing for true. Toulouse, which is the second super French club in the Super League. He's actually been apparently been doing very well, but now they're in a relegation fight to stay in the Super League. They only just came up this year and they have to play the rest of the season without him. And, and he is now... Look, you look at John Hoppewati yeah. And look, I feel sorry for you know his kids... All anyone knows him for now
0: is to go on the finger. Oh, or, or alternatively, you go back and look, you'll find the, him taking out Galileo. Yeah. You know, and that's the other thing. But that's not well known. Oh. That's why it was pretty shocking, but that's not one well of the known. nastiest things I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it's not, the well, I think,
3: I think the, hopper, the, the Corey Norman thing, I don't know, it looked like he kind of had a laugh straight after. So it kind of looked like maybe it was his mate, you know, like he was just trying to, like it's one with the boys, and I, I'm just trying to make. Make yeah. it have a laugh.
2: He's
0: has been a, a maybe, weird cat. Look, maybe, he's a weird cat. It's not going to play out well. It's look, we all know that the Joel Monaghan photo was set up and it yeah. was for a joke. But it didn't play well, did it? No. Yeah, but that's, that's the big. thing
3: with that's the thing that relates back to the um Ola thing. Like yeah, he's throwing up gang signs at a TV camera after you score a try. Corey Norman's playing professional sport with a dozen cameras around the field. Like, what are you thinking? You gonna get away
0: with? Yeah. Like if what? you're if what? you're if
3: you're putting
2: what are you getting away with? Like I,
0: honestly, that, like I, we term. can hear you as well. It's, it's just what you're doing. Yeah, I know. Like
3: I get, they must get away with a lot on the rugby league field. A lot of like dirty shit goes on that you just don't see because of how fast the game is. But if you're throwing up gang signs to a fox camera. What yeah. do you think you're going to get away they assume, with they assume it's
2: not They assume that, you know, it's not it's not widely known or I don't know. And it's only they're
0: speaking to the Or no the one's people. called out said you can't do this. Yeah. This is this is a bad scenario. Who next, else what, next
2: one The the people that have been trolling um Brisbane Broncos player Julia Robinson. Yeah on the basis of yeah, it's ridiculous. On the basis and, of oh, the fact that she's got an incredible physique and they're obviously jealous. Um yeah, I I wish I looked half as good as that.
3: Yeah, man. Like I'm 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 in awe of some of these women. And, and to me, you look at them play sport and it's an attractive thing. Like Millie Boyle to me, she's a beautiful woman playing an incredible sport, playing at an elite level. And I credit them for pushing their bodies to a, a, a place that not anyone probably listening to this podcast has ever done. So if yeah. you're jumping on the internet and trolling these women, for trying to take a, an amateur sport into an incredibly professional level, go follow something else. Rack, yeah, off, yeah. Rack
0: off. Rack off. I, I really enjoyed the games. Um, I've looked forward to watching them, and Matthew and I have sat down and watched them and, and got right into them as well. So I only see upside for, for the NRLW. I think it's a really good thing. And you know what? It's going to be a long time before I cast any aspersions on anyone's physique. Because every morning I look in a mirror and it tells me that I should keep my mouth soundly shut along those lines. And I think most people who are open their mouths on that line probably have the same experience and probably have the same attitude as I do.
4: Hi, it's former Camera Raiders captain Alan Tung here. And you know, I don't actually go in footy tipping comms, but if I did, I'd tip the Raiders every week.
0: Okay, we'll go on to the team list while we're waiting for Matthew to, you know, get his power back. Right, so for the Raiders, we've got Harvey Savage at number one. On one wing, we've got Nick Nitjotric, or Kotrick, as I'm being told I've got to say it now. On the other, we've got Jordan Rapiner. In the centres, again, we've got Matt Timoko, and we've got Sebastian Chris. And then in the halves, we have Jack White and Jamal Fogarty. Up front, we have Josh Papali, Joe Tarpanay, with Zach Wolford in between. <laughs> Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead are in the back row with Adam Elliott. At 13 on the bench, we have Tom Starling, Emre Gula, Corey Horsborough and C H N in the 17. Yeah, the
2: only interesting thing I sort of mentioned it before, but um, I guess I did wonder who would drop out of the side, whether it'd be Emre Guler or um, Ryan Sutton. And uh, I think the fact that um, Emre has kept his position in the side over Ryan Sutton may have something to do with a bit of a nod to the future. And you know, uh, look, one think- person's on Ricky's bus and someone they got off. He did. And they look, go off at. Uh, Ryan's still Belmore. very
0: popular. He's he's playing it out. He's he's not. There's he's never been a voice of dissent in this side. Even when he's been, you know, like in the 2019 when he was dropped in the run up to the finals, he never. Yeah. Actually, never. Well, complained. Ricky said that was one of the hardest things he's had to do as a coach. Yeah, but the thing is, Rhino's a good egg. He's a good egg, and he's made a decision, and and we shouldn't be grudging that. He's given what he could for this club at all times. I think Ricky nothing. took it personally to some extent, though
2: Ryan leaving. I think he did.
0: Yeah, and maybe. I think there has been some evidence to suggest, as such, Ryan and George Williams are lifelong friends. They played from the juniors up since below under tens. They played up together. They were really good friends. I can't imagine that that whole issue played out very well for him while he tried to sit there. And and I also do know that the dogs offered Sutton more than the Raiders did. Yeah. And, and, and at the end of the day, you know, he, he's got a short career and he has to look after himself. He's a top bloke. I wish him the best. I, I'm I'm sad he's not I'm on the a, side because yeah. I think he, he really adds something. But Emery has been playing good football. No. So and on this occasion, I don't have a problem. For the Knights, we have got the Hoy boy, Tex Hoy, at the back. He loves playing against the Raiders. He's done well against us. On one wing, it's big Edric. He's back to play against the Raiders. The flat top, Edric Lee on one wing. On the other ones, the Englishman, Dominic Young. Um, a lot of upside to Dominic Young. He's he's big, and he's fast, and he's strong. Oh, look, he's 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 got some errors in him. He, you know, he's one of
2: those players, like we said about um, Jack Bird in the lead-up to the Dragons game and, and Lomax. They'll do one good thing and then one bad thing, and that's the way I see... Dominic Young, he'll probably score one good try and then he'll let one in. So hopefully yeah, yeah. he has more um, errors than he does. He's a things. good player, though. but He's improving. He's He'll improving. be coming up against... He's
0: the, he's the Knights' most improved player this year, undoubtedly. He'll be coming up against Jordan Rappner, I believe. He plays on that side. So that'll be an interesting challenge for both of them. Um, then in the in the centres, they've got Dane Gagai, who is in the number three. We know how good he is. And then we've got Mapapalangi. Um, Christian Mapapalangi, who's coming in the centres. I don't know a whole lot about this young man. No. Um, I don't know any game. He hasn't, this will be his debut game. This will there be his debut game coming up. Um, he was born in 2002. So, like, he's just in. So, I, I don't know anything about him. But no doubt, if any side can give a he's kid... He's not even 20, he's 19. If any side can give a kid a, a try and debut, oh, come on debut, it's the camera Raiders. On.
2: Do you know who scored a try on debut against the um, Camber Raiders? Uh, Jared Hayne. Did he? Yeah, a double. Do you know who else did? Um, Darren Lockyer. I don't know. Tommy Trevojevic. Didn't he score two? Yeah. We won that game. He scored, he scored two down Yeah, yeah. I was, I was good.
0: I did the yeah. the first interview he ever had in the media after first grade game. I did oh, it really? Him. Yeah, no one went for him. I'll take him. Big time. Tw- he was a lovely young man. Still is. Um, so that's them in the centres. In the halves, they got Anthony Milford, who is... Has been... Probably their best player. He hasn't been too bad, has no. he? Adam Clune, who is handy. I'm not going to slag off Adam. He, oh, he's handy. He's
2: he's a big part of their problem. They they, they never really they haven't. I mean, the woes of the Newcastle Knights have been far and wide, and you know it's been a very tumultuous week for them yes. in the lead up to this game. It which, really has, which, which may play to our favour but then again may, he not. may not
0: well we've got big Dave Clemmer in the front row and he's back he's back, back. and, he's and, back. and, and, and he, he may have a point to prove he will definitely have a point to prove and he's a very good player Daniel Siafidi is across from him and we know he's quality Jaden Braley is a great hooker yeah. that is a good front row right there second row Tyson Frizzell like he might be getting on but the bloke can play he's a good player and he's got a head Brady Jones is he their first choice no but he will, he will try his guts out and he's a good defender then at the back of the pack, you've got uh, Danny's brother, Jacob Siafidi. And he's a great player. So that's a good pack. You know, that's a really good pack. Mm. Then you got Phoenix Crossland, who you know has ripped us apart in 14.
2: <laughs> when I went through their team, went, okay, there's no <clears throat> Jared Ponger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ponger. yeah. no Ponga. There's no Kaelin Ponger. There's no Bradman Best who normally rips us apart. Who's yeah. going to be
0: the one? Who's going to be the one? Phoenix well, Crossland. Phoenix Crossland. We, bagged we bagged him. We bagged him out. Yeah. Before, and he, yes. he ripped us. And then you got Salo in their 15. you got Simi Sasangi in the 16. And Matt uh, Croker in the 17. Jerry's cousin? Yeah. Oh, no, brother, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, And I've been watching him. He's really, really good. I like him. So he scored against us, too, actually, at so you, you know we've got Bradman best, Anari Toala. We've got um, Kurt Mann and Kalen Ponga. They're out, They're out. They're all out of the side at this moment, um, for all for very different reasons. Um, but anyone who thinks the Knights are going to be taking this, they're lying down. They've lost five of their last six. Um, Adam O'Brien's walking on egg- eggshells at the moment. Um, the Raiders really need to win this. Our biggest problem is the Knights. They could come out and win this one just as easily. We've had a hard time against them. We're not playing sterling football. We're going to have yeah. to be on our guard. Otherwise, they will beat us. And we'll be playing, you know, more of a
2: more of a conservative game plan. Whereas, you know, like we said about, you know, the dragons at the back end of the game, and yeah. whoever, it Warriors, whoever it is we come up against, whoever it is we come up against at this stage, they they'll throw
0: the ball around. They've got nothing to lose. Yeah, they've got nothing to lose. And they that lose. might play out because they might drop it. Things yeah. might go wrong. We might go over the top. Who knows? But it might also go really right, and they might get through. And while Matt was having raps on Zach Wolford, he has now missed a couple of tackles up the middle. Yeah, he that came one on in the to, was bad. He, he came up to you Missed get, him twice, really. Yeah, well, the week before he missed a, a tackle against Penrith, too, with that first... Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons he came in was because he was going to stiffen up that defence in the middle. Well, stiffen it up, Zachary. Stiffen it up, because we absolutely need that that there look last time we played them in Newcastle we haven't been up there playing was in 2017 and we lost 34-20 there are only four Knights players returning from that outing and five Raiders from that match right that's uh, it who would be from uh, Dane
2: Gagai probably was Dame, there, and left, Gago and, was there and
0: left and came back um, who else do they have there that's coming back in that one oh, the Safiti Safidi boys Safidis, yeah. were both there was Tyson Frizzell was he still in Dragons I think Southside Sue was there but he's on the bench the, uh, no, he wasn't there yet. But there, there's four from them. And then for us, there is uh, Nick was there, I believe. No, he wasn't there. It wasn't him. Two, 2017. Jack was there. Jordan was there. Taps Pop. was there. Papa. Papa was there. And one other. Whitehead. Yeah, Whitehead. Those are the ones that were there that are, that are playing again. So that that's what it is. Um So, and with the exception of 2019, the Knights, going back to 2014, have scored 20-plus points against us in every single game since. So it doesn't matter who they've had in or where we've played them. They've scored 20-plus points. So we're going to have to score points because they will score points. And it's a total danger game because they've got a great pack and they've got nothing to lose. Um, But they're struggling to score points, and their average result so far this season is the 12-point loss, whereas ours is a 0.5-point loss. You know, and that, that's the difference. But there isn't much difference in the stats except for offloads. Our, ours is the offloads. Their defense is roughly on par with us. Their attack is roughly on par with us. But our offloads are better. So, you know, that's that's hopefully will win the match. But I really want to see, I really want to see um, our halves step up in this. I mean, that, that, that's the way I feel. How do you see this match going, Blarko?
2: Raiders by 56.
0: Now, hopefully we win.
2: Uh, yeah, look, you know, Jack's got to have a big game. You know, we, we have so much more to play for. Mm. We should be able to just roll them up the middle. You know, they, they do have a decent pack, but I think we've just got more to play for, and, uh, you know, we should be able to roll them up the middle and, you know, have a bit more quality
0: out wide as well. I, I, I do want to see that, um, absolutely. look, I, I, I do have... Um, a, a, no, look, before we go on, we should uh, have a look at uh, the statistics and usually I'd, I'd get into this, but um, unfortunately it's time to rip in with Arnie J. But the thing is, he's actually back on remand at the moment, so um, his kids have gone in and seen him <laughs> and they've got the report this week.
1: G'day, Raiders fans. Welcome to a special edition of Rippin' In. We have the Knights away this week. who looked absolutely rudderless in attack versus the Broncos. They had a ton of possession in the Broncos' half and scored only two tries due to some pretty average defence. So no prizes for guessing they have the worst attack in the comp, second worst defence in the comp, which gives them the honour of having the worst points differential. They have had some key injuries throughout the year and are seriously depleted again this week. It looks like the cellar-dweller type of team on paper. But having said that, the coaches' days at the Knights look well and truly numbered. So, how do we win? Pretty simple game game plan this week. Win the battle up front and then get it out wide. Dane Gagai's best days are well past him and he misses plenty of tackles. Bradman Best is also out. Both wingers also miss their fair share of tackles as well. The players to stop are the Cy Fiti brothers, Braley at hooker and Milford at six. There is not much spark for the team apart from those guys. Jack Johns is named on the extended bench again, which is hard to understand how he's not getting a run. He honestly couldn't go any worse, so they should just throw him in. So enjoy your weekend of footy and go, you green machine.
0: Go, you green machine. And we all wish the best for uh, Arnie fighting the most recent charges. that was much better than usual. Maybe yeah. they could do it from now on. Yeah, maybe they could because that's... Um, I heard the same thing about Eddie and Matthew covering for <laughs> us instead too. Apparently, people liked them because they didn't abuse each other quite as much. But, you know, yeah, that's the way it goes. But um, maybe we should look at the extended
4: bench. Who's on the extended bench?
0: So for the Raiders, we got Frawley, the shoe man. We got Rhino Sutton. We got C&K and we got Adam Mariota. And at 18th man, we got Hoppawate. For them, they've got Chad Randall, they've got Jack Johns, they've got Oren Keeley, and they've got Heimel Hunt with uh, Jesse Sue as the 18th man. Um, I'm giving that to the Raiders just because there's so much first-grade experience on yeah. that bench. The only one who really doesn't have a whole heap is Mariota, Marietta, yeah. and then Hopoate's got a, a little bit. But for all these Sutton and C.N.K. k between them have to have played 200 matches. Have to, between them. Or at least 150 between the two. So that that's definitely going for them. Look, if there's going to be something, I'm not convinced that. She-Man hasn't played that many. Man, he's probably played like 20 first grade games. Oh yeah, mate, but he's, he's a off. he's he's the first grade. But player he's he's a, he's a king. He's a great player, and I love him being at the club. Um, if there's if there's an issue here, I'm not convinced that both of Adam Elliott's and Jay Tarpanay's ribs are good. And if something's going to happen seeing Rhino Sutton come up into the side and one of them drop off, and or, worst case scenario, seeing Rhino and Adam Mariota come up. Do you know what happened last week in the extended bench segment? What? I
2: correctly predicted Mm -hmm. that um, Cody Ramsey would, would come into the side. Yeah. You did. Yeah. I said the one time someone actually would come off the extended bench. Yeah, Mike, it happened.
0: It's Mike he's a typewriter, mate, eventually, even an idiot like you going to get. <laughs> no, but you right.
2: always say someone's going to come in and they never do and I said actually this is the time that someone could. This week I'm predicting no one comes in off the extended bench.
0: Anyway. I oh, look, I'm very much hoping I'm wrong and both of their ribs are good. Um I talked to Tarponay in the tunnel, he would give me absolutely nothing on his ribs. And Adam Elliott seemed to think he was alright, but I'm pretty sure he needled up at half time. Yeah. So oh, they both would be they both be getting you gotta yeah. be, you gotta be careful when you get the jabs in the ribs, you know why? Yeah yeah. You go through you puncture a lung. Yeah, well they all oh, they miss. They do the um what was the name of the white boots grand final of the Langlands and yeah. they, they hit something and you <laughs> lose all sensation down one side. I don't think that's as easy to do in the rib cage as it was in that leg, but um that didn't work out very well anyway. Um, but uh, Ooh, it's gotta lift ooh. Is this what it's come to now? Is this what it's freaking come to? You don't I was
2: waiting for Matthew to chime in, I'm sorry. I was Ma- trying Matthew's to get I, I messed up the timing. In his the barrio, timing. the, the, the crits have taken out the power Okay, who Okay, who's gonna lift?
0: I've got a couple. I've got and it's, it's uh, mine. It's, it's Jack and Jamal. Jack and Jamal. That's his good lift. Jack and Jamal. You've got Whitehead written, Danny. No, that's uh, took Because that he can't advice. lift, he goes, can't give me any world captain. I actually thought Whitehead was alright last night. No, he was fine. Um but um Jack and Jamal have to lift. They've gotta if we're gonna have any chance going to the finals those two have to start really going all out and really leading the side um, and saying we're the guys. Props to Jamal though if he doesn't nail those kicks from the sideline. Oh yeah, great kicks.
2: Yeah, we don't win that game. No, I, I mean agree. in the end the difference was that you know Lamex just missed his kick from the sideline. Yeah, but that was a big boo. That was a that was a great sort of um, yeah in, in response from the crowd. as as he's lining up to take that kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd really got into it. It was good.
0: Well, it I probably like, doesn't make any difference li- whether they no, kick it or not, but, you know. Well, I liked the way that... Um, no, it shouldn't. I liked the way that the Raiders defense, even when that was coming, made sure Moga couldn't run that one around. Like, not only were the yeah. people diving to keep him out, but there was three other players coming in to make sure that if he puts that ball down, it's right in the corner, it's nowhere else. And and, and that's the sort of thing that uh, wins. Uh, so My could, who's got a left. Uh, it's Tommy Starling and Zach
2: Wolford. I yep. mean, neither Nobody. of them had great games in the weekend. No, nope. Tommy Starling I'm worried about. Yes, I, I think like. he's sort of entering the, the the crossroads of his career point. You know, this time last year, he was the future. We were all in. You know, some yeah, yeah. of us couldn't, but he get Josh Hudson on a, on a Murray's bus up to the Tigers fast enough. Definitely wherever he was going. Some of
0: us couldn't get him out the door as quickly as... And some of us love him, will always love him, and always be thankful for the day he walked in our club. But anyway, some people couldn't get, Such couldn't, as couldn't get rid of him quick enough, but... Tommy you hasn't just loved taking out sacred cows in this thing, <laughs> don't you? You just love <laughs> I'm not having, I am who not having go I am not having go who
2: haven't you I am not having a go at Josh Hudson I'm just saying a lot of people want him out the door and I was maybe some of those people swayed my opinion a little bit but how much better off do you think this season goes if we have a fully fit Josh
0: Hudson? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Oh there's so many of those close matches we would have won. So many those three, the Warriors and the Broncos and the um, other one we stuffed Knights, knights. Um, no, we no, beat the knights. No, it wasn't the knights. The warriors, the Broncos, warriors, dragons. The, yeah, yeah. Those three, we would have won all three. I guarantee it. And this, we wouldn't worry about, about whether we make the finals. Be where in the finals we were going to be playing.
2: I've always thought our biggest problem is that we're a dumb football team. You know, and you, you see that time and time again. And and he's, and he's not dumb. No, he, well, he's the, one, the only one that sort of had any brains at times. But you know, I don't miss the crash balls. But other people still seem to do them anyway. Um... Yeah, so Tommy's at a crossroads. Hopefully, you know, he kicks on and, and we see him. But yeah, some of his service
0: is not great. And that's where he needs to work on. There are, in fact, though, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. Well, we're still in the hunt. We are still in the hunt. You know, it's still there. Like, uh, this time last year, we were not in the hunt. No. And we are in the hunt, so that's good. Javier, massive upside. That's That's a reason to be cheerful. That's his best match. Um, I can only see it getting better from here, and of course, horse and Emre coming back at the right end of the season to play good football. Those, those are really my reasons yeah. to be cheerful. My reason to be cheerful is, is as a result of um, beating the
2: um, the Dragons on the weekend, we've now won more games than we've lost.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which
2: is, you know, we're in, we're in positive territory. I mean, last year teams made the um, last year yeah teams made the um, the semis like the Titans. There was a whole bunch of teams finished. And they'd all lost more games than one. So, yeah, look, yeah. even if we don't make it from here, if we finish the, the season having more,
0: won more games we've lost, I think we can be satisfied. Well, it's an improvement. for. Well, not satisfied, but it's an improvement. Yeah. At least we're going right up. Um, so, I've got a listener of the week this week for us. Fantastic. And sitting there by herself in that appalling weather last week was our Veronica. Now, Veronica doesn't have a Twitter address because, uh, as I've been told, she probably has too good sense to have it. But there she is with her sign saying, Raiders by 56 with free Ricky Hashtag on it. Free Hashtag free Ricky. Hashtag free Ricky. And I believe it even got on telly. Oh, did it? I'm, I'm not sure, but she, God, she it wasn't for lack <laughs> of her trying. And there she was sitting there, and long-time listener, and there she was with that sign. And I've got to tell you, Veronica kudos to you. Was she one of the first people there? Because when you sent
2: me the photo, that she was would, like...
0: Yeah, she was there very, very early on. She was there and she meant business. And uh, it, it was it was an impressive display. The weather was horrible. It wasn't, it wasn't for the faint-hearted by the time she got there. I good was, on you, Veronica. I was cold, but she was there. She was repping Blake and the Pork stuff. Yeah,
2: at least someone went to the effort. A yeah. few people
0: did. She did, but people... it was good and she was giving it a hunt. So, you know, you are our listener of the week. So, well done you. We're very happy with you. And this is a great time for us to bring up the Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork Competition and where you've got to rep your favorite Blake and the pork, pork merchandise or favorite Blake and the Pork taglines such as Raiders by 56 in public and send them to us get them on TV at uh, Blake and the Pork on our Twitter or and hashtag place your pork or show your ass (spelt the incorrect way ARSE and you could win uh either weekly prizes or alternatively you could win the end of season prize which will be handed out if we think someone's good enough to get Have you given it given away any honey yet I've finally got the honey, it's into jars, I've decanted it, I've sterilised. it, it's all ready to go, so yes I do, and Did that, you get very sticky while doing that? It was I certainly messy. did, and <laughs> so, uh, but it's the finest honey, It is Arnie J's honey is the finest, um, but, yeah, that's already go. So, JB, Phoebe, and T-Mac. I've forgotten how I'm going to get yours to you, T-Mac. I will have your weekly to prize in-laws. to you. Yeah, your in-laws. I've just got to figure out where they are. I almost brought your stuff to the ground last week, and then something happened, so I didn't. But I will get it to you. So, the big prize, an Audio-Technica turntable from our fantastic sponsors. Um, if someone does one that's good enough, my 7-inch original Canberra Woodger Raiders C vinyl, to go on in that so you can listen to it, the Pork's Jalapenos, Arnie J's Honey, the John Sharkey uh, LP of uh, Shoot Out the Cameras, as well as the worst John Sharkey T-shirt you've ever seen. It is so bad. It is great. By the way, John Sharkey will be playing gigs coming up fairly shortly. We'll give you more information on those on the Blake and the Pork uh, Twitter site. We've also got a Matla LaNeve's uh, 8x10 glossy, signed by the man himself. We've got speed Record Voucher, and we not have an Ars Clown beanie, but we will have a Raiders by 56 beanie to go in there. Um, this week... We have two winners. Fantastic. Two winners. Uh, of course, we've just mentioned Veronica, who managed to get the Raiders by 56 and the hashtag up there, even if the only reason it got out there was because I sent it out on my Twitter account. It still got out there. And, of course, our very own Phoebe, who also had a great banner out there as well. Another
2: Raiders by 56. A very nice, colourful Raiders by 56. That's what I just want to say. I really enjoyed the bring back the banner mm. um, day at the state. I mean, the, the weather was appalling. Uh I think we really need to progress with the, with the retro round. I think we do too. Thing and actually the NRL needs to embrace like a full retro round um, that is a declared date because I said to my son, "Oh yeah, we're wearing the old jerseys this retro round." He's like, it "Wasn't retro round four weeks ago because Fox had their own retro round and yeah, now yeah. we've got one and it, it's no. confusing." There just needs to be a blanket retro round. Yeah, and not only could we have like banners, we could have you know the Dragons should have been wearing like a traditional Dragons yeah, jersey, yeah. Uh, wear the old jerseys and. Take it even further. Why not have kickers not use tees for that weekend? Bring out the old bucket of sand, yeah, yeah, spice things up, fun. or
0: or get your heel and kick a divot in the ground
2: and then put the <laughs> ball in the
0: divot. That could work, couldn't
2: it? Yeah, and bring back some of those um cardboard um corner posts, corner yeah, post. spiral, yeah, yeah, yeah which all the spiral. kids <laughs> had run for at the end of the game. I had, one. Grab them I had one, I had one did. at
0: Seaford, yeah, I bet you did. I bet you did. Look, um, coming up, there's only two more games after this one, so on Saturday, the 27th of August at 3 p.m. We've got Manly at home. And hopefully, we're still in it by that stage. And if we win that one, we can go on. Because Lord knows, we need to beat those guys. Because yeah. I, I don't, and, and I don't if, like if Manly. You, I don't
2: like them either. And it's a great opportunity to bring your rainbow flags, your pride flags. It really is. We're, we're show them who the Canberraiders are and who yeah, the people yeah. of Canberra
0: are. And then we accept everyone. and we're we, not ex- any- we accept and we celebrate that. You be exactly who you want to be out there, just as long as you're not hurting anybody. You dance your own dance. You do your thing. And you know that the Camper Raiders and this podcast, Raiders Review with Blake and the Port, completely have your back. You do your own thing and know that you're wanted and you're welcome. So, yeah, that's the way we feel about that. Uh, Just as long as you accept fat, you know, over-middle-aged, graying (laughs) sort of guys with bad opinions and a bit of potty mouth, then we accept you too. Um, Then we go away for the last round. And I'd say there'll be a fair, if we're still live. there'll be a fair few people going up there. So you should probably think about getting tickets in advance because it's a little venue. Sunday, 4th of September, 4pm, West Tigers away at Leichhardt. Yeah. And and if we're still alive at that stage, I think you can say that there'll be a, a pretty big crowd yeah. coming up there and lots of Raiders. Having been there for the 2016 version, where we were pressing for the top four spot that we got... That was uh, a great afternoon. It was a great afternoon, and uh, I was there. Uh, Balako was there. Even Matt was there, I believe. Most yeah. of us were at the thing. I was right... The Joey Lelua flick pass happened right in front of me, like literally right in front of me. It was great. I had I had a, a I was on the hill. I had a dart with Aiden Caesar's mum at halftime. Um, it was great. It was I, a great. I told take. you I
2: had a beer with um with Robbie Farrer oh, up, up on the, the, grandstand. Oh, up on the yeah, grandstand. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's great. Yeah.
0: Anyway, that's that's all we got for this uh, episode, episode ninety seven. While we're on the subject, Blarko ninety seven yeah. of uh, Raiders Review with Blake and the Paul. So if there's man, so manly game would be ninety
2: eight. Yeah. West Tigers would be 99. 99 so week one of the finals
0: yeah 100. 100 yeah double right. reason to celebrate yeah that's right reason to be cheerful we might get to 100 now when we get to 100 does that mean I can quit sure <laughs> okay good sure <laughs> we, just, oh, we, we just gotta
2: we just gotta get Matt on a more reliable um
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, more instead of some land. sort of
2: backup generator.
0: And Matt, if you can hear us, if you can hear us, we hope the Crips and the Bloods aren't ripping the neighbourhood apart. And we assume that's why the power went off again. Uh, we hope you're all right out there. Um, and if not, we'll be looking for uh, uh, another Heather Locklear, I guess. Yeah. It's the only way we can do it. But anyway, you've been listening to the Razor Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. We'll talk to you again soon. See ya. Blake and the
1: Pork. Blake and the Pork.
0: You ready to rock? Are there any Warriors fans here?
1: God hear you. Are there any Roosters fans here? Alright, let's rock! I love my buddy.
4: Just wait for some power.
3: Okay, so Billy Idol not having the best of nights on grand final night, he's hoping that is not an omen for either team.